Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Hola mi gente, welcome back to another episode of Creepy Chisme. And also hello to the new listeners. Um, This is Creepy Chisme, if you're tuning in for the first time. It is a very unprofessional podcast. (laughs) And this episode is definitely, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, where I like to have fun with my family and friends and talk about all things creepy. That's what I like to talk about. Murder, aliens, love to talk about aliens. Um, so yeah, if you like that kind of thing, stick around. You'll enjoy this episode, definitely. I am gonna give a trigger warning. The murder case we talk about in the beginning of this episode is... Mm, It's a little rough to hear. Um, As you'll see, I uh, recorded this episode with my brother, Ricky, and my uh, friend Joe. And um, my brother's girlfriend, Haley, was sitting in the background. And, like, the story was just too good to not speak. (laughs) So she, you can hear she gets emotional, which the first time I heard this story, I I got pretty emotional as well. So, um, just a trigger warning, and if you don't want to listen to that, then skip ahead, like, maybe, like, 40 minutes, and the rest of the episode is kind of just a free-for-all, um, just a fun little chat about everything and anything. (laughs) Um, you can tell towards the end we had a little too much to drink, (laughs) and things got a little crazy, but, um, yeah, here we go. I'm here again, joined by... My brother, Ricky. Hello, everybody. Hello. And I'm bringing back for the second time my best vato. Say hello. Hello. Do I get a name? Oh, yeah. His name is Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Joseph. So this is uh, going to be a fun, unscripted episode. It's always fun. (laughs) It's always fun. It's always unscripted. And it's always unscripted. (laughs) But this is one of them uh, true crime stories that you just never forget. And it's also like super popular. Everybody knows it that is into true crime. All right. So you got your phones. You could fact check, Ricky. (laughs) Ricky loves to fact check stories. If you are really into true crime, you know the story. It's unbelievable. And here's why. We have two kids. Yes, two kids. And this involves a murder. We have 13-year-old Eric Smith. And we have 4-year-old Derek Roby. Now, this is in the town of Savona. I think it's Savannah. Uh, It looks like Savona. Savona. Savona, New York. I'm pretty sure it's Savona, New York. Which we looked up and, Joe, you said it's by... Close. Syracuse. Well, I looked up Savannah, so I don't know. Oh, there's a Savannah <laughs> and a Savona. It's spelled S A V O N A. We have this very, very small town. This is in 1993. Um, population around 930, which is very small. 
compared to anywhere we've ever lived. Yeah. Reminds me of Mexico where everybody knows everybody's business. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So, because there are some things that happen in this story that you're like, why did the mom let him do this? Or why did, was a four-year-old walking by himself, you know? A four-year-old, yes. So it's August 2nd, 1993. How old were you, Ricky? Three years old. Three. I, that means I was five, maybe? Yeah, five. Five years old, 1993. Uh, yes, August 2nd, 1993. So a child is reported missing in the village of Savona, New York. A child by the name of Derek Roby. I'm going to be telling this story from memory as much as I can. They live, so the Roby family, they, it's a mom, a dad, four-year-old Derek, and then she just had had a baby. So not even one. It was just a, a newborn baby. So let me explain this to you. They live on a dead end. And by dead end, I mean there's a park at the end of their block. So four-year-old Derek, he is... Uh, the park does these um, programs during the summer for the kids and he is in one of the programs and it's early in the morning so he gets up early but on this day now his mother claims she used to walk him to just not walk him but like she said it wasn't even a block yeah. so like she would walk to the end of her driveway and watch him walk to the park mm -hmm. but on this day her baby was being super fussy the little boy, he's like, don't worry, mama, I can walk by myself. Because he's been doing it for like a few weeks. So at she's, four years old, you said? At four years old. But remember, this is Savona, New boy. York. Tiny town. Tiny town. Nothing bad happens here, right? So she's frustrated. He's ready to go and impatient. He's four years old. He's walked by himself to the park for the past whatever weeks. The baby's probably been up all night crying. Yeah. Mama's tired. He's probably tired. So she said, she goes and she said, I've never let him go by himself. But this day I was like, all right, go ahead. So he goes. And it, oh God, it breaks my heart. She's like, oh, he's skipping down the driveway. She remembers looking out the window. He's skipping down the driveway. So what would have been not even a three minute walk, he never even made it to the park. So the park is like a like a camp, right? But they have like a I guess it's like a summer camp kind of thing where the kids okay. come for the day. Cuz he okay, this is important because she would actually pack him a lunch. So he would be there a majority of the day. Uh she goes to pick him up. Camp is a couple hours, right? They're eating lunch there there. She goes to pick up her son and they're like sorry, he never came. Uh, this is all coming from the mom. And she says that a storm was rolling in and she gets nervous because now her four-year-old boy is out and about somewhere and nobody knows where he's at. So, of course, she calls the police, files a missing persons, but you know how that goes, right? But this is a four-year-old, so they panic. Everybody panics because there's no way he would have ran away from home, right? So the town, the police, everybody starts looking a couple hours later. It wasn't even four hours. They find him right near the park in a wooded area, and he's dead. The crazy thing about this is the way he was left, and I'll get into that in a little bit. So the mom, of course, the whole family is devastated, and immediately they think because of 
the tr- the damage done to him and the way he was left immediately the police are like search the database look up every criminal in this town or near this town because somebody evil had to do this a few days later this 13 year old boy redhead yeah. big old glasses not the most handsome looking boy walks into the police station and he asks about Derek Roby. What happened? Do you guys know anything? And is there anything I can do to help? So the police officer at the front desk is like, oh, well, did you see anything? Because this boy says that he also goes to the summer camp at the park. And he goes, well, I did see him actually the day he went missing. So the police officer is like, what? That's suspicious. <laughs> because remember, yeah, he, he left did. the house and three minutes later, yeah, he never made it to camp. So in those three minutes, this person is now saying, oh yeah, I saw him. So the police officer grabs the, uh, and the detective working on the case. And he's like, I think you want to talk to this boy. He claims he saw Derek. And so the investigator takes the time, pulls him aside. And let me explain something. His name is Eric Smith, the boy, okay? And Eric... The 13-year-old. Yes, the 13-year-old boy. Eric Smith is so excited because he's going to help, right? He thinks... I don't know if he thought maybe he was going to be the hero but he had information for the police and he was going to help. So the investigator asks like, well, when did you see him? And he says, I saw him walking down the block to the park. Okay, smart so far. And then the police officer said, well, where were you when you saw him walking to the park? Uh, Because he uh, should have been at the park, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he said, I was in the field across from the park. Guess what's in that field? That's where they found the body. That's where they found the body. Remember, he's 13 years old. Yeah. He thinks he's helping, but really he's just... He's giving himself away. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So this investigator immediately is like, no way. There's no way. But this kid had to have seen something, right? Mm-hmm. So for the next couple days, they keep talking to him. They go to his house. They keep interviewing him. There's this incident that happens where he's talking to the investigator and all of a sudden, the dad, the little boy, Eric Smith, his dad, serves him a cup of red Kool-Aid and he freaks out and he throws the Kool-Aid. Now, that's another thing. Keep that in mind because I'll tell you why that's significant later. So, like cherry? Oh, you'll see. You'll see, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get into the details yet (laughs) because it's really crazy. Um, Let's talk about Eric Smith. Now, Eric Smith grew up with a stepfather, his older sister, and his mother. They had custody of him, but he spent a lot of time with his grandparents. Now, his grandparents describe him as this fun, energetic, happy little kid, right? He loved affection from them. He he sought, or how do you say, like he would seek affection from his grandparents. He wanted to hug his grandma and be loved by them. Now, they don't get too into detail with his 
uh, family life. And it's a little confusing because there's a point during this case where he says he was abused as a child by his stepfather. Mm -hmm. But then later he says, no, he made it up. Mm. Which we know murderers, you know, there's a, not always, but sometimes there's a difficult childhood or upbringing. Mm-hmm. But Eric Smith, if you look into his past, behavior-wise, he definitely has signs of a serial killer. And by that I mean, he liked to torture animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. One of those. One of those. He liked to torture animals. He liked to... Uh, set fires he was a loner but that also has to do with the fact that he was bullied at school now remember i said he has red hair (laughs) big old glasses and his ears kind of like stuck out weird and yeah so like i said not the most handsome little kid and he claims he was super bullied at school which is why he had no friends. And the people in the town actually describe him as they would see him riding his bike for hours every day by himself. That's kind of his backstory. Like I said, he claimed at one point that he was abused. I don't know if that means physically or sexually as a child. But later in a trial, his ste- his sister claims that the stepfather sexually abused her. Her? Yeah. So... If there was any abuse, maybe it was the stepfather. But like I said, later on, he says, no, I just made it all up. I was never abused as a child. So we don't know. And and they never talk about it. Because he says, I don't want to talk about my childhood. Um, he's talking, so let's go back. So he's talking to investigators, right? Mm-hmm. He's giving them his information. Now the grandparents start getting suspicious. And here's why. Well, not just the grandparents. Actually, the grandparents and the neighbors start getting suspicious. So he starts asking the grandparents. You know, they've found the body now. And he's like, Grandma, like, what would they do if it was a kid that murdered Derek? Would they take him to jail? And the grandma was just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She was like, well, I would assume they would take him to jail because, you don't, you know, murder is bad and whatever. And then he tells her, I know, but like, what would happen to him? And then she was like, well, I would hope that he would get mental help. And so he would just ask questions like that. Mm -hmm. There was another incident, and this has significance once I get into the details, where his neighbor said he was also asking them a lot of questions. Like, what happens when you die? What happens if you kill someone? (laughs) Yes. At the time of the crime, Derek Roby's family decided not to release the details because they were so gruesome. But then they decided that they were going to release the details because they felt like they wanted whoever did this to be prosecuted to the most severe yes they wanted the maximum sentence they wanted everyone to know what happened so they released what happened and the neighbor was trying to i told you they're suspicious of this little boy um so she does this thing which will make sense to you guys in a little bit but 
She goes to the store and she buys everything to make ice cream sundaes. Ooh. Yes, we got we got the nuts, we got the cherries, we got the whipped cream, we got the ice cream fudge, and we got the bananas. And guess what? Eric Smith, he hates bananas. So just remember that. <laughs> just remember that too. Oh, cool! Doesn't like red Kool Aid and hates bananas. Hates bananas. And he's asking That's all these the, questions, right? It's the two red flags of a serial killer. <laughs> okay. All right. So, here's what happens. This crime happened on August 2nd, 1993, right? On August 8th, 1993, investigators now, they're done playing nice. Because they've been nice to this kid. Yeah. He's a kid. He's a kid. Well, they're trying to get... Right. But now they've got the information they need. So they're done being nice. So now they're saying, what did you do to him? Where were you? And now he's scared. So he's crying. And he's like, what? You know, you think I killed him was a direct quote that he said. Like, you think I did it. And I'm not sure what they did, but they get him to confess and say he did do it. So they take him in. They take him in because he's now said he did it. Right. Yeah. Let me get to the details, y'all. I can't wait anymore. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. I do want to prepare you because it's not... You can do a squeamish warning for uh, everyone else. <laughs> yes. Trigger warning. There it is. With what Eric confessed to and what investigators have come up with, this is what happened to four-year-old Derek Roby. In the three minutes it took him to leave his driveway and skip happily down the block. What happened that morning was, at the camp at the park, Eric Smith was told to leave because he was being a little douchebag. So they told him to go home. So he was on his bike, and he was in the field by himself. So he sees four-year-old Derek walking to the park, and he's a four-year-old, so he calls him over he ends up taking him into the woods and this is not this is something they don't know like how it started but this is what happened to Derek so I'm gonna go through the autopsy and as I'm going through the autopsy I'm going to tell you why that happened so in the autopsy it shows that there are severe head injuries And this happens because Eric finds a huge rock and bashes it into his head. Oh. Um, The autopsy included multiple skull fractures and cerebral swelling and contusions. Extensive tearing and bleeding of tissues in the chest because he was kicked repeatedly. Not just in the chest, but all over. A perforation, puncture of the intestinal wall. And pinpoint hemorrhages on the neck. Now, the hemorrhages on the neck were because he tried to strangle him. A 13-year-old boy with his own hands. Joe, you said the perforation, puncture of the intestinal wall? Yes. This is the most disturbing part of the crime. Because he actually 
sodomize the four-year-old with a stick. Oh, my God. They don't know what the cause of death was, but they think it was the head. And as horrible as that is, right? You don't want to say, I hope it was the head. Because the, the stuff he went through after that, I hope he didn't have to be alive for that. Now, when questioned, Eric said he did most of the stuff he did because he was tired of not having control over people bullying him. That's not a good excuse. Not at all. So he wanted control. and for Well, he said he wanted control for the first time. And he had it. Now, let me explain to you. Um, because a lot of people were saying he's just a boy. Like, this was it, not an accident, but, like, he didn't know what he was doing. But let me explain to you why he knew exactly oh, what he yeah. was doing. Yeah, he knows. animals did he kill before? Now, remember I said that Derek Roby had a lunchbox. And in the lunchbox was a red Kool-Aid pouch, a banana, and a sandwich. Oh. And the way... Police found the four-year-old's body was, it clearly was staged, meaning somebody was messing around with the body. The little boy's pants were down. His shoes were taken off and placed by his hands for some reason, but it was very staged. And somebody went through his lunchbox, took the red Kool-Aid pouch, and squirted it into a contusion or scar he had on his head. And then somebody stepped and squished on the banana, flat as a pancake. Remember, Eric Smith hates bananas. Mm-hmm. So, after the police had discovered that, well, he's saying he did it, he obviously did it, it started to make sense, right? Why would an adult, if an adult had done something like this, why would they go through their lunchbox, right? Why would they open the Kool-Aid, step on a banana, It's very childish. Yeah, good point. Yes. Yeah, so that's pretty disturbing. (laughs) Um, I'm trying not to cry when the dogs keep barking. (laughs) Like I said, I hope poor little kid was gone with the first slam to the head because for him... Everything else is just... Yes. Yeah. Yes. And... For He had no chance of getting out of this with anything less than life in prison because had it been maybe just one knock to the head, okay, but everything else he did to this little boy's body just shows how how evil and... Evil, yeah. Just pure evil. And then you think about his past and in the trial, a psychologist says, you let this boy out, any time in his life, he's going to do this again. Without a doubt. Eric Smith was 13 years old when they found him guilty of murder. And unfortunately, a 13-year-old is a child. And the max sentence for a 13-year-old was eight years. That's it? That's it. But the judge who was running the trial due to the severity of the murder due to the child's or due to Eric's past 
the judge gave him eight years to life. To life for a 13-year-old. Yes, and I'll tell you why. And this is also why this story made headlines, because no child had ever been given a life sentence before. Yeah, I was going to say, I never, never heard of anything that severe. Exactly. But they did so much research on Eric Smith during this trial. And if you watch clips from the trial, he has no emotion. Oh, yeah. When they're talking about this, he's just sitting there very chill. He's a child. Yeah, because one, one thing I'm thinking of is, all right, he had how many days after the murder until they started pressing him saying, "Where you did this, like you did it. So how many days did he have? How many uh, well, it happened on the 2nd, and he was convicted on the 8th. So, so it wasn't that many days. He had six days to not only, you know, he was going home, sleeping, probably replaying. Exactly. That was probably, my biggest thing. Probably replaying what he did. Wait, Haley has to blow her nose. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're fine. Oh, she's crying over here. I'm pregnant. I cried the first time I heard this story, too. Yeah, it's rough. Probably, you know, so he's going home. And sleeping at night. That was my biggest thing. Is he just slept at night and then he would be happy and go talk to the police in the morning. He's replaying this scenario in his head. Probably thinking, Oh, I should have done this, right? And you know what could I have done different? Yes. And you know what? The investigators actually like walked him through the field, through the woods. They wanted him to see, like point out where you saw him, point out. Yeah, yeah, and they said reaction. the entire time he was so excited. He oh. just was so excited to show them. Yeah, I saw him over there and he was looking at me here and like that. And the investigator said like, that's messed up. That's perverted. That's yeah. messed up. But hey, that's, that's someone who's... Now his grandparents, remember his grandparents... They said, like, this is not my grandchild. This is not the kid we know. Something happened to him. And for a long time, they had trouble thinking that he actually did it because it was so gruesome. They thought that somebody else did it and that he was, whoever did it threatened Eric and was like, don't say anything or I'll kill you. Which is why he had all the questions, which is why he was afraid, which was why. But that doesn't make any sense. I mean, he said he did it. In the end, he did say he did it. Now. After he admitted to it, did his grandparents believe that or no? Yes. Well, of course. But then, of course, the family is like, well, he had a rough childhood. Or he was the biggest thing. Was that he was bullied. His grandparents, his parent, his mother. Now his mother um, took it really hard. Even though she wasn't the greatest mother. Um, she said that when she was pregnant of Eric. She had taken these pills for epilepsy. And it did say that the pills may cause birth defects. But psychologists said that pills don't cause one to be like a psychopath. Yeah. Like, you, you can't birth a psychopath from taking medicine. Now, the pills could have caused birth defects, as in why his ears looked weird. and Because I'm telling you, if you look up this little boy, he looked kind of weird. Um, so, yeah, that that's... Uh, 
it's hard because and the police during this trial say this is a child sitting in front of us and we're trying to put him in jail for murder but then when you think about what he did they have no problem putting him in there forever and they all said the judge said the police said that everyone said he needs to stay in there till the day he dies even though he was a child because this is what 1993 this has been a long time he's been in prison now it wasn't until 2004 was the first time he went in front of the parole board to get parole 2004 2004 so i believe 13 1993 34 right well from 1993 to 2004 he was probably like 20 years old right and it took 10 minutes for the judge to be like, no. Yeah. Like, wow. you're, you're staying in here. And the last I remember reading was 2019 or 2018. He again went in front of the parole. And again, they were like, no, you're not leaving. Sit your ass back down. Yeah. They're, they're not letting him out. And I hope, I hope they continue to keep him in there because... Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him in the court, like, during the... He just looks like he doesn't give a shit. Exactly. And, like, people in prison, too, they say, like, he's a weirdo. Like, he just... He's got a big head. But do you see what I mean, like, by his ears and stuff? Yeah, he looks like like a a sad dog with his ears. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, fluffed out. It's pretty weird. Now, Derek Roby's mother, of course... As hard as it was to have all this retold in the court, retold in the media, because the media was all over this case. These are two children. Yeah. Um, she said that it was all in honor of her son to get this info out. And maybe because she let this info out so publicly, I think of like, if he were to ever even try to go to parole again, I think people would sign a petition like, no, don't let this dude out. Like, look what he did. And so I think that was smart on their part to let all the gory details out. As hard as that was. Yes. So yes, so Eric Smith remains in prison to this day. And uh, hopefully he will never, ever get out. Derek Roby's mom said, if there's one memory she wants everyone to remember about her son, it was that he was the happiest little boy and people in the town labeled him as the unofficial mayor of savona savannah savona (laughs) listen to my story (laughs) they the people in the town the 930 people labeled him as the unofficial mayor of savona because he would ride his little bike up and down the block and stop at the corner and wave to any car that would pass Oh, man. So that's like one memory the mom wanted everyone to remember. But yeah, that is the story of Eric Smith and the murder of Derek Roby. And it's one that will always stay with me. I mean, there are a ton of children murderers out there. And there are a few that are like this that make your stomach turn or make you want to cry. This is, and this is one, one of the most them. brutal ones you've told me about. Yeah, this is one of them. This is one that I never forget. That's... I mean, you know it's brutal when a kid, a 13-year-old's getting yeah. basically life in prison. I mean, like, how does a 13-year-old 
chilling in the field, you see a four-year-old. Remember, I told you, it doesn't take more than five minutes to walk to this park. So that means it took this kid less than five minutes to see Derek and say, hey, come here, and, decide. and then decide, decide, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, and get it all over with, too. Like, Not, yeah. the circumstance where it all happened is crazy to begin with. Like, oh, yeah, that's even, like... If they would have sent him home that day, like, what would have happened at the camp? Like, would it have just happened the next day? Like, if he would have seen this little boy walking? Right. Like, they went to camp together, so he had to have had some sort of, like, knowledge of who this little kid was. Yeah, the mother for a long time regretted that day because she let him walk by himself. And, of course, people were like, which I think one of you were like, wait, he's four and he's walking. Like, people were like, why would you let your four-year-old walk? I was going to say, your school is literally down the street. And I don't think... No. You would let Avery walk to school by himself, mm-hmm. even if yeah, you're looking at him. Yeah. A car a, can stop and just. There's a population there. It's less than a thousand people, right? I mean, I mean yes, it's yes. A small town. Yes, too. we have to remember it's a small town, and uh, he's walked this every morning. And nobody flipped any. Well, nobody asked questions on this camp. Like, why wasn't there roll call? Why? Well, he never made it to the camp. That's the problem. Well, why wouldn't they say like, all right, uh, so, you know? Oh, I mean, camp? maybe believe me, even at school. If a child is absent, I mark them absent. That's it. And for the next couple hours until the school calls mom and says, hey, they're absent, that's a long time. Yeah. Even even 10 minutes is a long time for something to happen. Before the, call our parents until the end of the day and tell them, oh, your kid was high school, school. Yeah, yeah, when we were absent from high messages. school, mom wouldn't get a call until like 4 in the afternoon. The thing, the thing that, that hits me and, and hurts me is, you know, we have a five-year-old. And... You know, we play, we play a lot. Just today, we were playing outside. You know, he's like, Daddy, uh, swing me around. So, you know, spinning him around, grabbing him by the arms, spinning him around. I'm like, what is his little arms? Like, they're, they're not going to take it. You know, I got to stop. They're gonna, I'm going to break his arms, you know? And they're just so delicate. They're so delicate at that age. And... I mean, you would be surprised at how much that's pretty common to happen. Like... Yeah, somebody pulling an arm too hard yeah, I mean teachers it happens to teachers yeah, like you pull so a child's arm too hard and it pops out and then and that's what's so scary is yeah this, you know they're so fragile it take this 13 year old that much effort to, to exactly stick through him I mean 13 years old him. I've seen some 13 so, year olds that are pretty I know I've I've listened to your podcast and I've heard about the you know other murderers mm-hmm. and unfortunately like I'm glad that this judge the psychiatrist that you told us about. I'm glad that they came to that conclusion. That wow, well, like don't lock this kid up forever. He's gotta go away forever. Like he's gonna yeah. do it again. Yeah. Be... Look, look at the ah, what was the story you told us about the 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 toy uh, the... toy box killer? No, no, no the no, no. toolbox killers. Toolbox killers. Oh my god! Like, those guys I got think that's the up. worst those one. Those guys got locked up through a their zillion times. And let out, locked up, let out, locked up, let out, and then they met each other and they're like, hey. Let's go let's do, do this. bad stuff. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, uh, let's go kill people. Yeah, <laughs> let's do like, like who's who's to say like the, this little kid would have gotten out, probably locked up again, got out, locked up again, got out, locked up again, and then he would have been on a murdering spree and killed fifty people exactly. by the time he's 27, 25. And unfortunately, 20... it probably would have been little kids because that's what his first thing. Yeah, that's bullying, what initiated it. Like bananas, Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty messed up to think that it's children chilling. can do that, and you know? It's scary, because 
Well, I know, you know, I know things are different nowadays with security, footage, cameras everywhere, phones. And yeah, people. but you also know, from my past episodes, security footage sucks. Yeah, but, but still, <laughs> it's it's a lot more um, active well, I, than well, in 1993. <laughs> you know, walking yeah. down the street in 1993 in a small little town. You know, where here I got we got little doorbells with cameras on them we can go back and be like oh look there he is there he's walking there's that little kid i just hope if i ever go missing or get murdered there ain't no damn security footage that they got to look at because i'm screwed and that's what's so scary because you know we have a five-year-old yes we, we know we, you said me that me and joe me and people both have kids on the way and that's it's a sobering fact but it, it's scary to think like there are people out there. Like, well, that's what they say. I, Never. I've read some case. some the worst thing I hear is like uh, some of those uh, child cams. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying people hack into them, but the security on them is pretty bad, and like can, uh, someone else will be watching it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard many stories about that. I just saw a TikTok today that somebody said like she was freaked out because somebody hacked into her. Yeah, and baby they, cam. Just be like, hey baby, oh, or hi baby. And it's yeah. just like, <laughs> like the ones you can connect to your phone and stuff. But there, there's easy ways just to go on there. And That's so creepy. ID yeah. numbers and terrifying. Yeah, that's that's really scary. It's but a very, very sad story. there are also we have to remember there are mentally damaged children that are out there that can do these horrible things mm-hmm. because not everybody's raised the same. Not everybody goes through the same things. And everyone has normal ears. Exactly. <laughs> right, Ricky? He just wiggles your ears. Holy crap, he does the alfalfa <laughs> thing with the ears. Oh my god, he's wiggling them. <laughs> I love alfalfa. How did I not know you do that? He's literally wiggling his ears. Oh, my muscle, my muscles in my head control my ears are strong. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can lift the whole 10 pounds. But he sure as hell can't hear shit. <laughs> he, he can't hear shit when you're calling him. Well, they get a lot of dirt in there. <laughs> All right, guys. But, yeah, there are many, many. I hate talking about children dying. I hate talking That's about. the worst category. Oh, yes, yes. I, and I, I think yeah, I said this in my first episode. I it's one of the topics I hate talking about because it hurts. But children murders? Oh, there are so many cases you'd be surprised. Like I said, um and I'm not even talking like kids killing kids. I'm talking like kids killing their parents. <sighs> so just as two new fathers, just pay attention to all the signs. Trust me, I do. In your kids, in your kids, in people, in anybody. That's that's why I always say trust no one, not even your own kid, (laughs) because you just never know. The nineties from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, trust no one. Any anything anything else? Anything relevant? We heard this week in the news. I honestly, I I try not to pay attention to the news right now. Yeah, I got. I mean, besides a. a submarine going missing. I heard that today. Actually, I read that. It popped up my uh, in Indonesia. Work. No, I yeah. Work. It, it was in Indonesia. Indonesian but I heard that they found it. Where they did not find. Not it. find it, but they know what happened to it. They know Probably. everyone died. Well, yes, but yeah. here's what really happened. Are you Should ready? I, what? 
Uh oh. Oh, you're blaming China? I'm blaming China, yeah. You're blaming China. Yeah, Indonesians hate Chinese people, and Chinese people hate Indonesians. China hates everybody. China hates everybody. You might lose some viewers. Uh Um, I'm just speaking truth here, y'all. But this is what happened. You ready? Aliens. How did you know? It was aliens. Yeah, she's ready to talk about aliens. It was aliens. Because guess where they were? So every time Joe would fly to, where would you fly to? You would have to go to Morocco. No, that's very Malaysia. 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 I would get so nervous. You know why? Because a lot of airplanes disappear there. That's like that. Is that the opposite of the Bermuda Triangle? Yes. What is that one called? It's called like the tri- I don't know. Does it have a name? Tri- no, what is it called? It, it's a, there's a name. But a lot of planes go missing in that area or crash. And I can think of two. No, look. There's tons of them. There is a lot, yeah. Well, none I've been on. I've, I've made it out. <laughs> Thank goodness. Out. Thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Although, although I was in Malaysia, that... Uh, when Kim Jong Un, I think his half brother was murdered at the airport. Oh my! I think God. I was at the airport like a day or two before that. How was he murdered? You don't know the story? No, tell it. I heard it in the news. I, I Why don't I know this story? This is huge. Is that when he got like his panties in a bunch and started throwing nukes and stuff in the water? No, like. No, this was like before he was in power, right? Yeah, well, no, it was his his half brother. He. uh well, most likely was murdered by the regime, but they paid oh, off yes, yes. these two random girls who thought they were doing a prank show to prank him. But the prank was like throwing, I think, poison on him and it killed it him. Really like acid? acid? Yeah. <gasps> what the fuck? And they found out the girls had no idea that what they were doing was anything beyond what they thought it was, which Holy was a prank show. And so the girls were let go. They were, they're not found guilty. What? Yeah, this is in the Kuala Lumpur Airport. Well, if you want to know how to get away with murder, pretend you're on a game show. How did we even get to this? Topic? Yeah, how do we? I have never heard of that like, story. Uh, can we, get back to we were talking there? about the missing submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I should ask my wife more about that, but she's actually falling asleep. <laughs> missing, so. missing anything. Aliens, everyone. Aliens. I mean... Well, we already know how you feel about underwater aliens. Underwater. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Maybe they're in Atlantis now. We talked about Atlantis. Well, we found Atlantis. It's in Morocco. Oh, it's not where you get Morocco from. It's 90% sure it's in Morocco. It's not. It's just... Looks like it. It looks like it, yeah. But back to back to children. Children who murder. Yeah, there there's a lot of children. Ugh. I I just. The Sandman that you did, the Slenderman one. Well, yeah, the two little girls. girls yeah. yeah, the the Slenderman murder that I talked about. Oh, that one. I mean, too. they were mentally messed up too, and I they I'm still waiting to hear on the one girl who's trying to get out. Yeah. Oh, I did it. By and her reason and her reason for wanting to get out makes me so angry. Because she's saying that she can get no more help in the mental institution 
that we have to let her out and give her a try mm. to see if she can survive in the real world. That's because if we don't, then she'll never know. So in other words, she's saying, just let me see if I don't want to kill anyone. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no. no, no Why would we even chance. take the chance? Keep them all in there. If somebody if if somebody is truly found guilty of murder or confesses to it, then just stay in there. You don't need to come out. Just stay in there. That's what's scary is like so the these murderers, these psychopaths, they're they're sitting in jail, in in cages, you know, for more than half of their lives. And they have all this time to think about what they did what they could have done different, what they could do when they get out. And that's, it's just scary to think, like, for, for like you said, like this girl, even this boy, to be like, hey, all right, I'm 34, 30, 40 years old now. I'm up for parole again. Let me out. And that's just scary to think, like, they still have that option to even say that. And like, hey, well, that's... I, let me try this. Like, I can do it. Like, look, I can I can try this. Well, that's the big thing of putting children in prison. That's why, like, it took so long for them to even be able to make these laws to put children in prison. They don't go to prison. Children go to a detention, yeah, a detention center, center, right? Which is like a prison, but not even close. And then you have these children committing murder... Who really need to go to prison, but and you can't, can't legally. Can't. You can't. Shall you imagine this little kid going to a real jail with men, and then then <laughs> finding out that they he, that he killed a little oh four gosh. year old? Oh, they would fucking murder him. Have a field day with him. They would rape him, kill him, stab him, hang him. Like oh, it would it would be bad. Yeah. So I I, I agree with keeping them separate, but. Like this little boy, you you said he's got to be in his mid-30s now. And he's ready to come out. But everyone else is like, no, stay in there. You know, a 50-year-old man convicted of murder, he's only going to live another 20, 30 years. Look at like uh, the trial that we just had, right? In uh, Minnesota. Yep. That guy's for life. He's, he's gone. He's done. <sighs> And did you see the trial conviction? Did you see the his reaction? He had yes. Reaction. Because like, guess what? He's a cop, and his his sentencing is going to be like three years and ten years parole. I guarantee you, in in less than ten years, he's going to be out. And then he's going to get out on good behavior. Yeah. Well, that's to say, if they he doesn't get murdered in jail. That's true. So you guys, I don't want to hijack this back to the submarine, but uh, <laughs> Aliens? I just woke up and there is a mythical character called Nyai Roro Kidul. Yes, guys, we are going to have a series. I already said, because Indonesia's got some crazy ghost stories. Yeah. Oh, oh so yes. it's basically this lady who uh, captures the souls, I believe, of uh, fishermen. In the South Sea. So I asked Goyce, who did it? And she was like, actually, it's this <laughs> mythical creature lady. Yes. Does she live in the water? Does she live in the water? Yeah, she has a kingdom under the water. Yeah, she's got a aliens. kingdom under water. Atlantis. Aliens, aliens. obviously aliens. aliens. It's the same as I say, Goyce. Aliens. Because... Aliens. Yeah. 
definitely somebody took something took them so her body uh her upper body so look like a human but under her body is like a snake and he loved to kidnap uh, kidnap people especially a man and people are believe you cannot wearing greens uh by the beach because uh he loved green as he loved green and he loved kidnap people with uh that wearing greens and people every years will like uh, sacrifice something to the ocean to make their uh to make them safe while they're fishing or something like that so was the submarine a sacrifice no. Uh, was the submarine a sacrifice? The that's a very good question. I mean, that's a big old the sacrifice. The submarine did not make a sacrifice. Or was the submarine all. green? Because they all man. Yeah, they're all men. <gasps> probably they we were just... wearing, they're in the military. Probably they're wearing green. green so oh, hell green. no. We just solved it. Goyce, let's go to the news. We just solved <laughs> the case of the missing submarine. I wasn't that tipsy when we figured it out, but... <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Holy I think, crap. Uh, I think after we solve we saw that mystery, we should just keep going. Yeah. What's next? What's, what do we got? What else is going to do? What else needs solving? I mean, Goish just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, she, you should hear some of these. She just solved uh, it in two They're minutes. Insane. They were all men. Or could it be an alien? I mean, but the, the creature she's talking about sounds like an alien from yeah, the ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could it be an alien? I it's, like where this is going. It's weird, but last night, in during my insomnia, I was up until three last night, everybody. Um, these are the things that plague my mind. Did you know that the Greek gods were, like, sleeping with each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Like, Zeus I think everyone knows that. would sleep with his daughters and, yeah. like... That's disgusting. But it, but so I had to watch. I had to watch like a hundred videos on YouTube <laughs> to explain it all. Yeah, but if you think if you if you were to think and portray it as aliens, all right, their race, awesome. wouldn't you think like fuck? No, I'm not gonna have sex with this human. I'm gonna have sex with this half human and alien person to keep my line going. Like you know, I don't want to have sex with a human. Yeah, but I said I would be the first to sign up for that shit. But Zeus did, did Zeus have a baby with a human? He did have a baby with a human. He but... had a freaking daughter from the ocean. She came from sea foam. Well, that's what the, true, that's what the legend. That's a true. Is. They're all true stories about everything. You can you can root them as like, all right, this had like someone I just, made this story up, but is there some truth behind it? Th- there is, and maybe I'll do an episode on this. But you can definitely, and maybe I saw this on Ancient Aliens. You can definitely take the Greek gods. <laughs> And explain why they were aliens. Right? The, Control the weather. I think that's the whole premise. Yes. Of the show, to the same aliens. as like the, <laughs> yes, the gods of the Mayans, the gods of the Aztecs, yes. the gods of the Egyptians. Control the weather. Control oh, the everything. Oh, I'm telling you guys. Like, Well, that's the thing. Is like, So back then, you think like, alright, what? how would these people describe these other beings? They're, they're described as gods. But nowadays, how how would we describe them? Like, well, these people came from other worlds. Like, they're got to be aliens, you know? Yeah. What other explanation? Their eyes are glowing. There? I mean, we've come this far in civilization. In civilization, do you believe in God? Well, look at these new. Do you believe in the? Okay. In the let's not. Okay, hold on. Let's backtrack. 
No. Okay, Look at this. these new videos that have come <laughs> what out. What happened to the kids? Hold on. <laughs> Look at the these new happened? videos that the Navy's releasing of these UFO shaped like pyramids. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why and they're saying they they're, they don't know what it is. Around the world. Why do you think they build pyramids? Well, when I saw that one, I was like, pyramids explained right there. And, yeah, and not only that, but like the Pyramid of Giza. Like they, that pyramid, the top of it was coated in gold. Mankind like they were trying is, to recreate what they yes, saw. Yes, mankind is too stupid to build things that perfect and that geometric. You sound like George's Seleucus right now. Right? <laughs> oh, I want to marry him. <laughs> I want to marry that man. But no, for real, I just... Now we're have you, been, have you been to any of the so-called ancient alien sites? Ancient aliens what? Sites. Have you been to like any of like the sites they've covered? Because I've been to like two. Yeah. Oh, no, I wish I could. Joe, what did you what did you feel? feel? What, what did, did you, you feel? think? Oh, man, let me tell you. you let me there. tell you. You you do get like this chill. I mean, even if you go in with an open mind, you do get a sense of like this really is bizarre. Like, but is it excitement? This doesn't add up, right? Like, it doesn't add up. How how did they fucking build this stuff? Yeah, you really like. I was at uh, primitive. I was in people. I was at Tiwanaku in Bolivia, and <gasps> you're there, and it's, I saw it's your pictures. Yeah. That was on ancient. It's alien. all in the middle of nowhere as well. It's it, and just everything, like you said, is just so precise. You know what site really blows my mind? Easter Island. Yeah. How the hell do they get those big ass things in the ground? They're well, in the ground. Not only that, but like in that island. And how to carry them to on that, that island. island? There, there's no, there's no quarry or there's no stone place where they can pull the People pull these stones out of. Under there. You mean ocean tunnels? Yeah. (laughs) Like alien ocean tunnels? Yeah. That's true. I'm telling you, they live down there. Did you you know that ocean, uh, the Easter Island was like a old level on that game Jet Moto? Remember Jet Moto? I'm sorry, Miho. No, 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 no. What was that on? On Sega Dreamcast? No, on PlayStation, where you were the like wave runners and you had the jets. The first PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that game. Yeah. That was. That was a good game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, you guys, this is why I love aliens because everything. <laughs> everything <laughs> even even a you know why kids kill kids because aliens. We had this chat about mind control. A child, what are you murdering a child, and now we're just talking about? Yeah, aliens. can we get back into that? What do you think? What? What brain chemistry triggers that? No. At, at a at an infant like from birth. What what So do you guys remember look, let me explain this. To lead to this. It's a chemical imbalance in the brain. Grey's Anatomy. I'm girl. They talk about it, I'm talking. Girl, I've been telling Joey to watch Grey's Anatomy. I know you have. I have found I've diagnosed myself with five diseases since I've started watching that show. Yes. <laughs> I have like six tumors this way. No, but for real. So it's a chemical imbalance in the brain. Now, not just children murderers, but serial killers, murderers in general, other than anger issues, which is also a mental disorder, there are very few that are born with a chemical imbalance. 
So do you guys remember when we were in middle school, they used to say that they were going to make this test where they can tell you if your baby is going to be a serial killer? Oh, what? No. no, not at all. <laughs> I don't remember that. Because of the the <laughs> chemicals in the brain. What? What chemicals? Do you remember they used How to talk? I remember hearing this when I was in middle school. Maybe they were checking for you. No, no, no. They oh, never create. Sit down. Sit down in here. We got some questions for you. They put a large needle in there. And they like take out they were, do it now for like different like birthdays. They have been researching this for years and obviously they haven't gotten it because they said that there is a way to the whatever chemical imbalance happens to serial killers, it's the same. So they're saying that if they create this test, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Haley's saying it's a big needle in your stomach. I thought it was when the baby was born already. They can tell you like, oh, they're going to be a genius. Oh, they're going to be a serial killer. Oh, they're going to be... It's like dormant like brain waves or whatever. Yes. Triggered, triggered by certain But the things. problem with that is we get into psychology yeah. with the whole nature versus nurture, yeah, yeah. which is what I studied in college. Some people, like Ted Bundy, are just born with a chemical imbalance. Right, right. Like this kid. He I had believe, a great childhood. I this kid was born... No, no, no. I think there was abuse. You think so? Yes. Well, you say that he had a history of abusing animals. There's a lot of there's a lot of psychopaths and murder killers that that have that do that. That they follow the same footsteps of that. Where they're like, oh, when when he was six years old, he he would kill birds and kill squirrels and torture them and. He kept them in this box, and he would collect them. And, or like this kid, he, he would do the same. But yeah, so I am a tr- true, true believer. And I think I was telling Joey and Goises the other yesterday. In the first five years of a child's life, they're like a sponge, mm-hmm. and they take it all in, right? And if you're giving them abuse... And whatever, showing them, um, who was the one killer I was talking about? I think it was one of the toolbox killers. His parent, no, 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 it was the one with the choline. The guy who was obsessed with uh, BDM. When he was younger, his stepdad would make him watch these videos of sexual torture. So he's putting that in his brain, and yeah, that'll look how he grew up. So yeah, I I think, I think most serial killers are made are to bred. be. They're, they're bred. bred. Yeah. They're bred. It's very I, rare for them think, to be think, born that I think way. That, I think that most most psychopaths and serial killers, I think they're born that way. See, I think it's bulls. I think you can be born somewhat unhinged. And if that isn't like kind of reeled in, if someone doesn't help nurture you away from that side of yourself and they kind of just provoke you towards that side, I think you just, you're gone. I mean, do you hear some of these stories? TikTok. (laughs) TikTok. Some of these parents. Keep telling y'all get a TikTok. Some of these parents, (laughs) they'll say like my three-year-old 
you know, he mm-hmm. draws this, he, mm-hmm. he talks about this, he does this, he, you know. But he's three, and like I said, they're like a sponge. All it takes, look at, look at her cousin, I'm not going to say his name. Mm-hmm. It took one incident for him to be afraid of Halloween for the rest of his life. One kid scared him when he was a baby in a stroller on Halloween, and he never went trick-or-treating for the rest of his life. When he was like two or three, mom told me. And I, as a kid, I never paid attention until I was a little older that he never went trick-or-treating, and then I found out because on Halloween night, he was in a stroller, and a boy scared him. And even to this day, he will not watch scary movies. Well, no, 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 no. Maybe now he does. He's a man. Yeah, now he does. He can watch anything. But that goes to that... That thing of nature and nurture. Nature and nurture. Nature and nurture. Like, if you, if I were to do that to my five-year-old, if I were to... If but you were but to that's scared. what I'm saying. If a child three years old is drawing these disturbing images, all it took was one little thing. It could, and, it, and I'm not saying it's blame the parents. You have to think. I'm sure one day somebody babysat that child. I'm sure a sibling... It just takes one little time for them to see something on TV, on a video game, uh, hear it on the radio. You think kids are not listening? Oh, they're they're listening. listening. So yeah, so yeah, so that mom that's saying, "Oh, my three-year-old is drawing these crazy pictures. I'm worried about them." Well, it might have not been something she did, but somebody in that child's life showed no, them no, something. It could have it it been. That's why these little preschoolers, they come to school and they're like, I watch Chucky. I'm like, yeah. why are you what? watching that? Yeah. Preschoolers? Yes. Well, just like the kindergartner. At the and Annabelle, the they all talk about like Annabelle. Stabbing her people on the bus with scissors because she's seen a commercial where someone was talking about don't run with scissors or something. It hurts you. I'm telling you. Her, she wanted to know if it actually hurt them or not. So she tried you stabbing can, the kids on the bus with scissors. You can protect your kids as much as you want. But in the end... It's not you you have to be worried about. But, but, my, my ideology, my, uh, my <laughs> input is, my ideal, ideology, ideology. His ideal on these subjects. Yeah. Too much whiskey. Is, He's not even done. No, that's my whiskey. I'm, I'm done. I finished all of it. Yeah. But <laughs> my, my thought is, okay, yeah, kids can have those thoughts. Just the other day, I was playing with with my five year old, and and he, he has these little uh, little toy knives from his his kitchen set, all right. And he was like, "Oh, let's go hunt zombies. Let's go fight these zombies. Let's go stab. We gotta stab them, and then, and then they won't come back to life." I'm like, all right, well, hey, whoa, let's let's not play that. I'm like, well, yeah, that's you have to nice. redirect them. That's not nice. Yeah, but they're just zombies. It's just pretend. I was like. It's still not nice. We shouldn't play like that. We shouldn't play like that. You know? And, yeah, okay, curbing that and him hearing me say that. Or maybe it made made a difference. Maybe it didn't. You know? But we're talking about a 13-year-old kid, and he he does this atrocity. And then can go home and sleep at night. Yeah. That's what bothers me. I don't think my kid... Would Shoot, be able even to me and it's stab somebody and come home oh my God. and sleep. He would well, not be sleeping. He'd be like, "Bye, nightmare." I think there's a difference between that and there. Like I said, there are signs, but we're very fortunate and lucky that you both will be great parents. 
Inshallah. But you have to think, there are bad parents out there. there. Believe me, there there is such a thing as bad parents who don't pay attention, who abuse their children, who are not going to see the signs that you would see in your child. And it's like driving a car, you know? Yes. You can be as safe as you want to be, but it doesn't matter if the other person isn't safe. Exactly. Right. Right. That's why I say don't trust anybody. Don't trust anybody. Uh, I thought you were going to say that's why I said don't have kids. And well, that's why I don't have kids. Says, don't trust anybody. Exactly. <laughs> yes, no, that is why I don't have kids. There's just way too much out here that can damage them. If I don't damage them, somebody else will. And that scares me. And I mean, that go- I mean, Jesus. You think of all the people you've met in your life? Yeah, yeah. Somebody damaged somebody? you along the way. Oh, no, I'm thinking, like, who killed somebody? Oh, who killed somebody? <laughs> Out of all the people you met, who has killed somebody? Who has come close? You know what? This people. is freaking freaky, dude. Because you're my brother. Yeah, yeah. And we're on the same mind path. I, didn't I literally was driving. Yeah. I was driving today home from work. And you seen No, I saw this old man, right? He looked like my grandpa, Bahuan. Yeah. And I was like, I, I got teary eyed, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, is this a sign? Where? Driving down the street, to her, <laughs> <laughs> driving down the street to her house. Yeah. He just like walked out of one of these houses, and I was like, holy crap, that's Bahuan. When I drove back this way, he was still standing out there on the corner. But that's not what I wanted to tell you about. What I wanted to tell you about was <laughs> on my drive home, yeah. and maybe this is just my true crime brain. There were a lot of people sitting outside today because it was nice when yeah, the sun was out. And I started thinking, how many people have killed someone not because they were mad or crazy or insane, uh-huh. but like veterans. They've seen murder. They've had to kill people, not by choice or maybe by choice. Police. And, it, and and I literally was thinking what you just said. How many people have I passed in life or have come into the restaurant? Yeah. I mean, we get some crazy, oh, yeah. crazy hicks at that restaurant. And I'm just like, have they ever killed somebody? At least one person that has come through that restaurant in the three years I've worked there has killed somebody. Oh, more, more than Way more than that. Way more than that. Do you know how many unsolved murders there are in this country, alone in this country? Probably and that, that is scary. The, what is the saying? The best crimes go... Unnoticed. Yeah. I just made that up. Well, it sounds right. The best crimes go... Un, yeah, unheard. 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 Yeah. You don't hear about the it. Unpunished. Yeah. Unpunished, unpunished, yes. Unpunished, the, unheard. Oh, my God. It's scary. I mean, this just, this conversation can go on forever. It can go on forever. Because then we can get into the double lives. Yeah. yeah. I'm married to a murderer. How many times have I heard that in true crime? I married a murderer. Not only that, but My grandpa had someone, one of his wife's divorced him because he had to shoot someone on the line of duty and she was scared he was going to turn into a murderer (gasps) for it, like... No, he was yeah, doing just, his job. Just, that, just think number numbers-wise, all right? Like, how many people are on this planet, in this country, And have gotten states? away with murder. Not only that, but 
You're just saying in general anyone yeah. killed somebody. You can just say like, all right, look, take this town for Joe, instance. Joe, you're awful quiet. Take this town. <laughs> Have you murdered somebody? <laughs> You've traveled a lot. Maybe take that's why he traveled so much. I'm just thinking run. about some of the orders from where you guys work, and I'm like, yeah, some of those people who order <laughs> yeah. mustard and their beef are orders. I want, I want lettuce, onions, and uh, <laughs> tomatoes on this uh, Yeah, that's a, that's a murderer <laughs> order right there. <laughs> uh, it's the ones that put mustard on their Italian beef. That's what I said, mustard. I the mustard, mustard ones are murderers, beef. it's clear. Do you? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you I better. put mustard on ham, too. If Kick I her out tomorrow. Kick her out. Banana. You better <laughs> run over here. <laughs> but no, I just, uh, we laugh we're now. Numbers, we laugh now. We're talking a numbers game, okay? Like, in this town alone, there are over, like, I think it was 16, 15,000? Murderers? No, people that oh. live here. Same thing. Statistically, what are what are the odds of two, three, well, four, Indiana five people, of these people being murderers? Indiana people love their guns. They do. They do. But still, but it's it's not. Like I don't see people walking around with guns on their hip. You know, like I don't hear gunshot. You don't hear of people like, oh man, shot intruder last night. Okay. You don't hear stuff like that, but I'm just saying numbers-wise, I'm talking about worldwide. 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 How many people kill people and get away with it, live next door? It's scary to think. I'm sure it happens a lot. It goes unnoticed. It goes unreported, unnoticed. You have to think how many unsolved murders. Yeah. That's how many people. That's scary to think. People People are messed up. People are scary. Yes, people are oh, very scared. scared. Yeah, there's some bad people out there. I'm scared of you. I'm scared oh, yeah. of both of y'all. Like I, can, I don't I can know be you. The nicest person at work in life, and hey, guess what? No, he's I'm mean. killing twenty people, and you got someone tied year. up in the basement. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she, I mean, like that's what I said. That was, that was Trust that was no one. Trust no one. Not dog. even your family. Not even your kids. Not even your spouse. That's scary. She's trying to invoke some fear. And it's- yeah, she- I'm just saying. <laughs> She's going to be sleeping on the couch and I just make sure nothing happens. Like one of us is going to pull something crazy. <laughs> if I get that banana tech, <laughs> I'm calling the cop. Like, I got Kool-Aid packs in my drawer over here. Yeah. Is that the code word? Kool-Aid. I got Kool-Aid packs. Kool-Aid. <laughs> just, <laughs> just text me red Kool-Aid and red I don't know Kool-Aid. what you're talking about. Like, I don't know because I don't trust murdered. either of y'all. Someone's getting murdered. Just show just come on down to the murder. Huh? I mean, at that point, just text me murder. Murder. <laughs> Some shit went down, man. Murder. Yeah, I. It's it's crazy the amount of people that. I mean, literally, I listen to at least one podcast a day that talks about murder, and the majority of the time they're unsolved. So. Yeah. So you taking notes, huh? It makes me mad because you listen to them, you're just like, are you sure they didn't solve this? Like. Uh... I mean, I could solve most of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why not? Aliens. Aliens. It is. The aliens that live next door and no one talks about, they just disappear. There's no trace of them living there. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for joining me on that journey of... The way that conversation went is literally my mind every day. (laughs) It goes from murder to sadness to aliens to missing submarines to... Yeah. Aliens. 
And it all reverts back to aliens. Let's not say that. <laughs> this, this For kid me, was, this yeah. kid had a lot of mental damage. He did. I think he did. I think we can all agree that he had some huge issues as a child. Was, I, I don't want to bu- burst your bubble. Was Was there any what? history? Was there any documentation of what this kid, this guy drew throughout his years in prison? Did he keep Drew? a journal? Did he keep, did, you know? No, so I can't find any information on him from prison, like his prison stay. The only thing I found were other inmates say he's a weird, he's a, yeah, weird, he's guy. a, weird, he's a weird guy. But I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. well, With him being a minor, socially, I know for sure well, socially. He's not a minor anymore. He's not. He's but a, when he was though, you know what I mean? Like. But I'm talking now, now. He he grew up. But then we have to think, is he a weirdo because he's grew he grew up in prison? And he that's did. the prob that's what we were talking about earlier. You're putting children in prison mm-hmm. who have murdered. They're in there for life. They're growing up in prison. There's no room for them to even try to adjust, but That's all he knows. To. I think they said, <laughs> I think they said he has to wait every four years. So if he parole tried to parole in twenty eighteen. That's next year. Next year is another Almost. And if they're and to be honest, from ex, from experience, not from experience from <laughs> from past research, if they don't let you on parole, it's because you're a little shit in jail. So he's doing something in jail that's making them say, you know what, you're not good behavior, you're not, well, or yeah, maybe it could, his... It could be his interview, his... His know, demeanor, his, yeah. no, no um, remorse, no... What are they, my favorite, sociopaths, no emotion, no, maybe that's what he is. I don't know if he's ever, and that's the thing, I didn't find, has he been diagnosed with anything? No. Yeah, nothing, huh? Nothing. Let's go interview him. No, thank you. <laughs> That's the scariest part is I never want to speak to a murderer. No. I always used to say in college I wanted to study that yeah. and like do that. Be uh what's your name from Silence of the Lambs, but mm-hmm. I don't think I could. It's a very uh tasking job not only on your mental health but on your on They'll your show whole up life, in your house. You know? like, They'll show up in your house, try to eat your brains. Lambs, right? Yeah. Good movie. Good movie, everyone. Thanks for joining me, you two. It was always nice. It's always nice to chat with you both. Yeah, it was fun. We haven't talked in a long time. No, yeah. And now you're both going to be dads? Yeah. <laughs> I already told Joe I'm ready to babysit, so. <laughs> Start your babysitting. She's like, Avery's uh, getting boring. I can't keep playing SpongeBob. I mean, it is. <laughs> I, need, I need a baby to go. I mean, it's I all... I. I have a lot of experience. I babysat my niece. Listen, listen, man. A wise person told me trust no one, so I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, hey. You could trust me, okay? <laughs> I have a lot of experience, but I will say it has been 13 years since I've mm-hmm. held a baby. Yeah. And that, that is scary for me. But I'm ready. All right, guys. Thank you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We had a lot of fun filming it. Those are literally the conversations we would have when we get together. It's been a long time since we've gotten together. Um, my brother's expecting a baby. My friend Joe is expecting a baby. And like with both of their girls being pregnant, like we've all tried our best to stay 
socially distanced and we haven't seen each other as much so it was really nice to have that conversation with each other um, because that's what we would do we would get together have a bonfire and just have conversations like that all night until like two in the morning <laughs> or until whenever joe and goyce went to bed <laughs> our conversations are like that when we hang out and i think that's why we enjoy each other's company so much and then of course you add in a little bit of drinks and it gets even better um thanks for tuning in but it was a lot of fun so thank you for tuning in um next week i've got something a little less damaging to the mind than this case um today don't forget to find me on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, just search Creepy Chisme. You can find me on Facebook groups, and I'm working on trying to get a TikTok up and running. I'm hoping to bring in more followers that way. Um, don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify if you haven't already. I try to post new episodes every Wednesday and or Friday. Tune in Friday for another small short mini episode. I want to try to keep up with those um, Freaky Friday chismes. If you have an interesting story you want me to tell or something you want me to research, you can always email me at creepychisme for you, the number 4YOU at gmail.com. And I promise I'll write you back. Hope you guys really enjoyed this one today. I hope to do a lot more unscripted episodes like this where it's just conversation. <laughs> you guys got to see a glimpse of the way my mind works. It's just constantly running and thinking of things like this and most of the time aliens. <laughs> so um, you got to see a real side of me on this episode. Um, Compared to the other episodes, which is me too, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Pero gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy.